But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, I like the good things that have come, then through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is not of this creation, he entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats, and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons with the ashes of a haver sanctify for the purification of the flesh. How much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. I want to emphasize something here, which we know, but we forget many times. And most, many times we take things for granted. Our salvation is a very expensive salvation. That's what we need to understand. And the last time I was here, I read Second Corinthians 5 verse 21. Where God made him to pay for it. And I like the song that we sang. I cannot tell. I do not know how much it cost to see my sins upon that cross. Because it was not his sins. For he made him who knew no sin to become sin for us. We made a demonstration here. One who was righteous was striped off of his righteousness. And he was clothed with sin. And he became sin. And for the first time, the father forsook his son because of sin. And the son couldn't take it. And he had to cry. Eloi, 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 Ramasabakithan. My, my God, or oh my father, my father. Why have you forsaken me? Because the father could not be able to look at his son who had become sin because of you and me. But on the other hand, there was a, a covenant. There was an agreement. The son had voluntarily offered himself, decided, Father, I am willing to die. So that we can redeem the most variable. Let me call it. As far as God is concerned, he can say. His most variable asset on earth. And that is man. Because everything else that he created, he created. He spoke and it came to be. But when he came, became to create you and me, he said, let us now make man. Enough. Our image and likeness. In other words, you bear the image of God. But of course that was affected. The image was mild with sin. But it didn't add there. There was a plan to save you and to save me. And Jesus was made sin by his Father for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Please note it is in him, not outside him, that you become the righteousness of God. And that's why I said, this salvation is expensive. Because God gave up being God to become sin so that he can get you man to come back to him and become righteous. In him. And then you qualify. 
to enter into his presence like you did this morning and receive grace, favor, mercy and love from him even though you are still on earth, you are still imperfect, there is one who paid the price. I said our salvation is extremely expensive. We need not take it for granted. In the past, they had to do a lot of sacrifice. The priests had to do a lot of sacrifice. People had to pay for their own sins. You had to bring something to be sacrificed on your own behalf. The high priest had to get into the Holy of Holies. And before he gets there, he had to offer sacrifice for himself. Because it was not a, a place to joke about. Because you would die there in the presence of the Lord. But the Bible tells us that had to be done year after year. Why? Because it was not possible to take away sins of humanity in totality. The blood of the animals was not sufficient. And that's why it had to be offered again and again and again. But thank God, time came that the Lamb of God became sin and was offered on the cross for you and me. He paid the price. Our salvation is expensive. He entered once for all into the holy places that not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. Your redemption is secured and it is eternal. You need not pay anything for it. It's already paid for. All you are required to do is to believe. Amen? And accept the offer that has been given. For if, verse 13, the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons with the ashes of a haver sanctify, sanctify for the purification of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Your conscience from dead works has been purified. If the blood of goats and calves and animals or whatever could purify human beings and they are accepted by God as righteous, then he said, how much more than Baba Moi? My friend, my brother George, Mama Moi, Mrs. Mudama, how much more with the blood of Christ? If it cleanses you, you are clean, you are perfect, your redemption is eternal. Please, our salvation is expensive. It is fully paid for. You need not doubt your salvation. If you are in Christ Jesus, it doesn't matter what you feel at times. Because there are times that you feel and you wonder, is, there, is this thing real? Am I still saved? I don't know whether you are like me. There are times that I wake up and I ask, to the fresh in me and wondering, God, for how long shall I continue to feel this way? But you know what? It's not what I feel. It's what he did. Amen? It has nothing to do with your feeling. All my feeling. It is what he did. It is the price he paid. It is the price he paid. Our redemption is secure. Amen? No doubt about that. Let no devil, let no human being, let no one deceive you. Not even your own mind deceive you that you are not born again. You are born again. Amen? That is if you believe in him. And if 
you have given your life to him. Because again, it is only you who knows whether you are born again or not. Because you know when you did that, when you gave your life to Christ. Amen? Someone said, being born again is like getting married. It is not possible for someone who got married in front of a pastor and there was a congregation and an announcement was made by the pastor. It is now my honor to declare which one was the latest wedding? That one. To declare so and so married. Try to tell that person that he is not married or she is not married. Let even the mind try to, to, to tell the person, are you sure? It's a salvation. Someone said, when you make that public declaration, it is not possible for anyone to convince you that you are not born again. Amen? And that's why we encourage you to make a public declaration. To come forward, lift up your hand, repeat, say it, and you say it from your heart. Because then you can never forget that it happened. Even if it happened in a hospital. Because there are some that it happened when they were in a hospital bed. Almost to the point of death. And someone came and led you to Christ. But thank God you survived to tell the story. You are born again. Our salvation is very expensive. We cannot take it lightly. We cannot doubt it. We have to be confident that we are born again. And not only con we have to speak it out. Let the world know that we are different. Let them know that our redemption is not through the blood of goats. Praise the Lord. Because the blood of goats and animals was not sufficient to take away our sins. But the blood of the Son of God did it for all of us. Amen? Verse 15. Therefore, he is the mediator of a new covenant so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. Since a death has occurred that redeems them from the transgressions committed under the first covenant. For where a will is involved, the death of the one who made it must be established. For a will takes effect only at death, since it is not in force as long as the one who made it is alive. That's a common thing to us. We all know. A will cannot be effected if the one who has made it is still alive. The law has to wait until he passes on. And it is established that he has passed on. That's the only time the will can be effective. In this case, we are being reminded. Our promise, our inheritance is sure. Praise the Lord. There is eternal life. There is a place called heaven for you. You will live forever with Christ. It's not a myth. It's not a concept. It's a reality. We are sure of it. We are not trying to think it will happen. It is possible. It has happened. Why? The one who promised and wrote a will. And gave us equality together with him. To inherit together with him. Died. Praise the Lord. And therefore, the will can be effected. So I'm sure I am born again. No doubt about it. And I'm proud of being born again. Because someone paid for it. Quite expensive. The promise is sure. The promise is there. And it is eternal. Verse 18. Therefore, not even the first covenant was inaugurated without blood. See again. Blood 
Even the first covenant that the law, the Moses introduced, blood has to be shed. For when every commandment of the law had been declared by Moses to all the people, he took the blood of calves and goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people. In other words, the law and the people were put together by the blood. There was a covenant. Saying, this is the blood of the covenant that God commanded for you. And in the same way, he sprinkled with the blood both the tent and all the vessels used in worship. Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Amen? There is no, there is no other way. Please, many people are, you know, they are talking now, nowadays, I, you know, the devil has become very crafty and clever. There's something circulating through WhatsApp. And I see some of you, Mukishangia, what you are not aware is it a trick by the enemy. It is saying like this, you cannot be a Muslim if you do not believe in Jesus. Have you seen it? Have you seen that? And then they say, peace be, a, be upon him. You cannot be a Muslim. And this is a Muslim telling the, Mus- the other Muslims, you cannot be a Muslim unless you believe in Jesus. Be, peace be upon him. I'm saying this because the world has discovered that there is no way you will advance any other religion and it becomes effective if the name of Jesus is not inclusive. Because people have become aware and they are aware even the Muslims that is only through Christ that salvation can come. But they, they are scholars because they want to maintain their people. They have now introduced something else. And they say, even in the Quran, Jesus Christ is mentioned more than Muhammad. Which is true. They mention him more than Muhammad. But do they believe in him? The answer is no. So who is, why contaminate, why mix him with other things? That's why I said, be careful. What you have is more precious than what other people have. Amen? And do not be apologetic about your faith. If they are now acknowledging that they cannot become who they are without believing in Jesus, then tell them it is not that way. There is no other salvation. There is no other way of humanity ever getting saved except through Jesus Christ. Amen? So what you have is precious and you need to guard and protect it. Don't mix up. Don't be fooled. Don't, be, don't quickly say, oh, 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 it's the same religion. We all worship the same God. No. We don't. The God they worship is not the God we worship. If he is, there could be no confusion. Amen? Understand that. And not just Muslim, Islam. There are many religions. There are tradition, whatever. Even our own customs. Some of us have gone back to the old ways of doing things. Going back to the mountains to sacrifice others to the rivers. We are abandoning truth and going back to falsehood. In the name of culture, customs, and I'm not saying culture and customs are bad. Not everything is bad. But when it comes to worship, worship cannot be given to anyone else except our Father who art in heaven. Through Christ Jesus. Any other worship, form of worship, is idolatry. And it's upon you to choose whom to worship. You cannot mix him. You've got to make up your mind and your choice 
And I said, what you have is very expensive. The blood of goats and calves cannot bring salvation. Thus it was necessary, verse 23, for the copies of the heavenly things to be purified with these rites. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifice than this. For Christ has entered not into holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true things, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. I like that. Now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. In the old, the priest, the high priest, would appear in the holy of holies, which was a copy or a type of heaven, or a type of where the presence of God is. He would appear there after offering a sacrifice for himself. And then he can appear there on our behalf and plead for our masses. But now we are told that is no longer necessary. Christ has already done the right thing. For Christ has entered into the holy places made with hands. For Christ has entered not into holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true things, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. There is someone who appears in the presence of God on your behalf. Woman and man of God. You need not worry. You feel inadequate. Yes, because you are human. You are still on earth. You are weak. That is why we go through Christ. Because he appears before God on our behalf. And when he appears before God, he reminds him, Father, I became sin for him. Therefore, even though he is not perfect, he has come to me. I have paid for his price. He can access the Holy of Holies. You do not need a priest anymore to go on your behalf. You do not need a pastor to pray for you to be born again. You can be born again in your house. Amen? Hallelujah. You can go before God on your own behalf through Christ Jesus and you can receive acceptance. You do not need an intercessor to intercede on your behalf. And I'm not saying we don't need to pray for one another. The same scripture commands us to pray for one another, yes. But what I'm trying to tell you is that you have direct access through Christ Jesus. Amen? And you do not need to sacrifice a goat for your sins to be forgiven. You don't need to offer anything. It's already paid for. Amen? Hallelujah. He stands on your behalf. No one was seen to, to offer himself repeatedly as the high priest enters the holy places every year with blood, not his own. For then he would have had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once for all at the head of the angels to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment, so Christ having offered once to bear the sins of many will appear a second time. Please remember, there is a second appearance of Christ that is coming. Not to deal with sin, he has already dealt with it, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. Amen? And I want to add verse 23 of chapter 10 of the same, of the book of Hebrew. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Amen? Hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. 
Let me put this in. When verse 25, not neglecting to meet together, as it is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as we, you see the day drawing near. What are we doing? We are encouraging one another. We are, have come together, and we are being encouraged not to ignore the gathering of the brethren. For that's where you get encouragement. I want to warn some of you that are on ledges, that only appear once when it is convenient. Most of the time you are on your own. You need to be with the brethren. Your companions need to be brethren. Not saying that we don't do anything with the non-believers. For how shall we win them if we, we, we do away with them? But I'm just trying to tell you, be wise. Don't spend all your time with them. They will draw from you. Yeah? And you're not drawing anything from them. Look for the brethren. Look for fellowship. Look for a brother. Look for a sister. Encourage one another. Amen? That's why we ask you, come on Sunday. Come for the evening services. Come on Tuesday. Pray without ceasing. Praise God. Because if you are alone, you will be cold. At least two are better than one, isn't it? We all know that. So why keep away from the brethren? Praise the Lord. Our salvation is expensive. But it is fully paid for. You don't need to, need, need to worry. All that the Lord is asking you. Be faithful. Hold fast. Without wavering. And let me finish with this. For if we go on sinning. Deliberately. After receiving the knowledge of the truth. That's verse 26 of, 25 of, of chapter 10. For if we go on sinning. Deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth. There no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. But a fearful expectation of judgment and fury of fire that will consume the adversaries. Anyone who has set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the evidence of two or three witnesses. That's what used to happen. How much worse punishment do you think will be deserved by the, by the one who has trumped underfoot the Son of God and has profaned the blood of the covenant by which he has sanctified and has out, outraged the spirit of grace. For we know him who said, Fijians is mine, I will repay, and again the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Why am I touching on this? I'm touching on this because sometimes we neglect what we have. We forget that it is precious. And we go on about doing things that are contrary to the will of the Father. Therefore, we are being warned. If we go on sinning deliberately, what is deliberate? That deliberate is when you sin knowingly. You know you are sinning. And you continue sinning. You know you are living in sin. And you continue living in sin. You are being warned. Because this is deliberate. It is not that you fell into temptation. And you sinned once and you came back to the Lord. Still, I'm not saying that we fall and come back. But should you, the Bible says we have an advocate who stands before the Father on our behalf. He will accept you. But then we are still being warned. Which means they are deliberate sins. Isn't it? And we are being warned. Brethren, today Christians have become careless. We have become careless. We are sinning all the time. We no longer fear sin. You will sin today and tomorrow you continue to sin. The same sin. You will be seen in the same places. Walking with the wrong people. Doing the wrong things. There are some people who are drinking alcohol. Others are moving with women and they are not married. Others are defiling their marriage bed and they are married. Let me warn you. What you have is so expensive that you've got to be careful. You cannot be careless. Amen? Pastor, why are you tough? No, I'm not tough. I told you what we have is so expensive. That which is expensive is more variable. We've got to guard it. And since you are one of us, we cannot allow you to continue living in sin. 
And so especially deliberate sins. You need to repent. And not just to repent. And about turn. Because repentance is an about turn. When you make an about turn, you don't go back. You turn and you walk that way. You don't go back to the same thing. So there are some of us that need to reconsider our lives. Because as the Bible says, surely he is coming. And if those that sinned against the law of Moses were judged, how much more then would it those that will sin against the Son of God, who paid the price with his own blood? Moses did not shed his blood. It was the blood of goats. But those who sinned then, the punishment was so severe, some of them were being stoned to death. That's how serious it was. But today we have people in church that will sin right and left. They will do anything. They will come. And the following day, they don't care. They will come and sing. And I'm not saying that there are people who are sinning. But if there are, please be warned. You cannot go on sinning and then you come and over-sacrifice. This is a holy ground. Amen? If you fall into sin, repent and go to your leader and confess. And if you are given discipline, accept the discipline. Stay off the ministry for a while for you to heal. We will walk with you. We don't condemn. Praise the Lord. But if you continue sinning and you come and sing and because you, nobody sees you, the Lord is seeing you. You'll miss it, my sister. You'll miss it, my brother. Praise the Lord. What we have is expensive and it has to be guarded. Amen? Some of you are mixing it with traditions. And I want to warn you, and especially some people from central Kenya, hear me and hear me right. We cannot go back to idol worship. Our forefathers did not know God. They worshipped idols. But they were ignorant. But God had mercy on them. And when they were told the right thing, they did. And because of that, we have received mercy and grace and blessings has come our way. We cannot tell our people we go back to sacrificing to idol. I said, anywhere where customs are okay, but any worship where goats or sheep are being slaughtered to appease the ancestors, that is worship. And worship of ancestors, of appeasing spirits, is demonic, it is wicked, it will attract judgment to the nation. So if the Kikuyus are here and hearing me, hear me right. You will attract judgment to your nation. When one sins, and we sin as a community, we will attract judgment. We have received favor in the past, if we abide on God and go back to our own ways, hear me. The blood of Jesus cannot be mixed with the blood of goats. You cannot be a Christian who worship Jesus and you also worship idols. You offer sacrifices to appease spirits and customs and you tell me, no, this is our tradition. Shame on you. It's not your tradition. That is idol worship. We know what traditions are. And there are values that we, we, are, we uphold. And that's why we are who we are. Our fathers, we are not fools when they are bad on those ways. And they went to church. How come our generation is the one that is now saying we can mix these two? Then they did not mix. It was a clear cut. If you belong to the church, there are things you abandoned. Amen? If you don't belong to the church, you stay the other side. But you cannot mix the two. Today they are telling us you can worship Jesus and you can also go to the mountain and sacrifice lambs and goats to idols. No. I say no. Be warned. Yesterday I was coming from Eldoret. We stopped to buy some vegetables with Florence. And a couple of ladies as usual, came to her, came, ran to the car. And as she came out to buy things, after establishing a rapport with about five women who happened to be all Kikuyus in Eldoret. Now, we didn't know they were Kikuyus when we stopped. So don't accuse me of being a tribalist. They all happened to be Kikuyus somewhere in Tiboroa. 
burnt forest. So after we bought things, I felt the Lord asked, putting in my heart, ask them whether they are born again. I said, now, I don't have time to, I'm tired, I want to go. You know, this time you don't want to, you don't want to witness. But the Spirit is, ask them. And I asked them, are you born again? You know, I said, yes. Are you sure? Then one of them said, Ah, watch a mimi nisema ukweri. Hapa, ni yule tu di anaendaga kanisa. Sisi wengine hata mimi, hatuendangi. Tuliwasha, tuwedagi ketena. You see, did you hear? We stopped going to church. It was a sad thing for me. See, the people who used to go to church are now not going to church. And you know what it came into my mind? It is the kind of things that we all are devocating. The kind of spirits we are attracting, we are invoking, that you keep people away from, from God. Let's be careful. What we have is very expensive. We cannot afford to waste it. May the Lord help us. Can we stand on our feet? And as we stand, can I request the elders quickly come and serve the Holy Communion. I want you to give you a minute to consider who you are before God. Reconcile yourself with this God who gave his son to become sin for you so that you through him can become the righteousness of God. I want to give you a minute. Please, this is a moment that you need and it is important. Give yourself to him. If you are living in sin. This is a time to repent. This is a time to tell God, I am sorry for my sins. I am sorry for taking you for granted. I am sorry for crucifying you again. Please, again, I'm giving you a, a chance to do it. Please. In a few minutes, very quiet. Don't look at me. Don't look at anybody. It's between you and your God. Between you and God. What you have is expensive. Have you defiled yourself? If you need prayers, please lift up your hands to the Lord. If you just feel you need prayers, saying, Pastor, I need help. Just lift up your hands to the Lord. Thank you. Anybody who feels you need me to pray together with you, just lift up your hands. You're saying, Lord, I need your help. Father in heaven, you can see the hands that is ripped up. Lord, anyone who comes to you, you do not turn away. It doesn't matter the conditions of their hearts. If they come willingly and repent, you forgive. I pray that you forgive us. Forgive that one, Lord, that is saying, Father, forgive me. And bring healing and reconciliation. Reconcile them back to yourself. Lord, though many of us are not lifting up our hands, Jesus, I lace my hand to you on their behalf and on my behalf. We are people that have sinned against you. We are people that have defiled ourselves. We are mixed up, oh God. Some of us may have even sacrificed to idols. Jesus, you are merciful and you are kind. We are a nation, O oh God, that has sinned. A nation that has abandoned you. A nation that no longer worship you. A nation, Lord, that is busy even on Sundays buying and selling. Lord Jesus, I ask that you forgive us our sins. Do not abandon us, Lord. You still have remnants, O oh God. You have a few Jehovah God that are calling upon your name. Father, I pray for their sake. Spare this nation. Spare this Lord of your judgment. 
Open our eyes to see that you are the light of the world. To see the love that you have for humanity. Open our ears to hear your voice as you continue to speak, Lord. And Father, may we be broken before you. Lord, I pray that you forgive us once again. In Jesus' name. Have you be reading the scriptures? For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, if I can have the bread and the wine. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So this is one of the most important sacrament or rites that as a believer you are required to observe the other one is baptism by water Why do we remember this? Why do we do this? The Lord commanded that it be done in remembrance of Him. Just be serving. Just be serving. Out Just serve. When you are served, just hold. Don't eat. Let's all wait for one another. Say, do this in remembrance of me. It is a reminder that he paid for your sins. It is not his personality that he is asking that we remember. But it is the meaning of Passover. And there cannot be, can never be a Passover without Christ. So when we do it, we are remembering the source of what we have. The source of our redemption. Which is the source of our hope. That is our foundation. That's where our faith is anchored. Without the shedding of the blood, without the cross, there cannot be salvation. That's why I told you it's very expensive. This is an important right to be done. It has to be done by you who is born again. We do it corporately as a church. But if you can, you can do it on your own. The scripture does not say do it in a church setting. Say, do it in remembrance of me. If you understand what it is and the value it has, you can do it as long as you are not abusing it. You are doing it in remembrance of him. You can do it. Paul reminds us, do it in remembrance of him. That's what he said. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me again in remembrance and he says for as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes Amen. proclaiming his death until he comes. 
repeatedly saying he died on our behalf. never be ashamed to say who we are. We should never be ashamed to declare that Christ died on the cross. And if anyone challenges you, take the scriptures. Read them for them. But do not allow anyone to despise what you have. It is precious. any nation, whether it is cancer, HIV, AIDS, anything, any infirmity in your body shall go in the name of Jesus. As you partake and believe that what you're doing is not just another right. It's Christ who says, do it in remembrance of me. And he is here in his presence. That piece of bread that you take may look normal. But we are doing it in remembrance of Him that by His stripes we were healed. His body was mild. The bread represents His body. He died the most shameful death on the cross. Not only shameful, but the most painful death He died that you can be free. And today in Him, you are the righteousness of God. You have every right to receive blessings and favor from Him as you partake of that by faith and as you honor Him by acknowledging that He is your Lord and Savior. If you are here, you are not born again. Please be warned that you don't take the Holy Communion when you are not born again. The first purification is to be born again. As I said, it's only you who would know if you are born again or not. So if you are not born again, even if where you come from, you take Holy Communion as a religious right. Please, for our sake, honor us. Don't partake of the same. But, you still have a chance. Because should you give your life to Jesus, this very minute, you do not need to wait to take the Holy Communion. You will take the Holy Communion. Now, after you've given your life to Jesus. So you have a choice. Give your life to Jesus turn to him. And how to give your life to Jesus? It is to acknowledge that you are a sinner and that he died on the cross on your behalf. And you ask him, Lord Jesus, forgive me my sins. And from today, I commit my soul and my spirit to you. And I will confess you as my Lord and Savior publicly. If you do that, then you'll be born again. After the service, you can come and see me. I'll pray together with you. But if you do that, even now, you can go ahead and partake of the Holy Communion. Has everybody been served? Kila mutu Okay. Just give me a minute. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me Father we lift this bread that represents your body we are doing this in remembrance of your son Jesus and now we ask that the blessings 
that is in his body will come upon us today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's share the bread together. In the same way, also he took the cup after supper saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Again, Lord, we take this cup with thanksgiving. It reminds us of the sure, secure, eternal redemption that we received when you died on that cross. We value this cup. It represents your blood. As we partake of it in remembrance of you, Lord, may the blessings and the power that is in this blood also be part of us. Enter our lives, our souls and our spirits and minister healing to our bodies and grace and favor be upon us. May doors of opportunities open on our behalf. If there is any one of us that is sick, O oh God, we speak healing upon their bodies. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. May we take the cup together. Yeah. 